Hey everyone, and thanks for finding Bebop Banter, the internet's premier anime podcast. My name is Wes. I'm Demetrius. And I'm Saeed. And join us as we talk about anime, manga, video games, and pretty much everything in between. And no matter what the episode's content, we promise that you'll have a good time hanging out with us. Without further ado, here we go. everyone and welcome back to bebop banter the internet's premier anime podcast my name is wes i'm joined by my co-host demetrius say some gangsters dissing your fly girl just hit him with one of these oh man <laughs> and saeed this does not change the fact that in australia there are 48 million kangaroos and in uruguay there are 3,457,380 inhabitants so if the kangaroos decided to invade Uruguay, each Uruguayan will have to fight 14 kangaroos. <laughs> what? You got, Hit him with one my of those. Intros, my intro statements have been becoming more repetitive with the duck noises, hey. so I tried to spice it up a little bit. Yo, me too. I didn't I like even talk about that before. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Wait, how many, how many kangaroos would each Uruguayan have to fight? I think you said 14. 14? <laughs> Dog, kangaroos Shoot. got this, man. Kangaroos are kangaroos oh, that's are, the ultimate, yeah, the that's ultimate tough. coalition war, Saeed. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Hey, everyone! Thank you for listening to our top twenty-five or our analysis of the top twenty-five um, anime of all time according to IGM. I'm just gonna straight up get into it. At the end of last episode, by the way, go back and listen to them. Follow us at Bebop Banter on Instagram, all that stuff. But at the end of the last episode, we talked about. You know, maybe formulating our own top 25 list of all time. Top 25 anime list of all time, right? And mm-hmm. I think I think it's safe to say that this might be one of the most proud projects that we've done. We have we have the most pride in this project. Uh because we put we put a lot of thought into this. We put a lot of thought into this. Uh this list ranking everything, debating about whether or not stuff should be there. Um, just like them, we have 10 honorable mentions as well. So the breakdown of this episode is going to be five honorable mentions and then 25 through 11. Uh, but real quick, I'm going to explain how we kind of came up with this list and also how this has been, or not how it's been, but how it's linked to the inception of our friend group. You ready for this? I, I told Demetrius, I had a story that specifically relates to I'm so ready. I'm waiting. So, in order to come up with this list, because it's important to note that we kind of went off of the same criteria as IGN, which they did, what, cultural impact, industry impact, and just how much they liked the series, right? Uh, Yeah, that's what IGN did. Yeah, so we kind of followed that same rules, but Saeed himself came up with a proprietary math equation that we will not be sharing here but that incorporates all of those aspects in order to give each series a score. So this list Right, we didn't want to get we didn't want to get too biased. So we, mm-hmm. we try to get it as mathematical as possible. Yep, we did research. Mm-hmm. We looked at different places to see different opinions on things and 
the link to the inception of the friend group is we use math because for people that do not know oh, i met demetrius uh, i met demetrius in our calculus class shout out to mr Payne at forest park shout out to mr Payne. and your your boy sucks at math <laughs> so this man demetrius i don't know how it happened but we would we started meeting at the library and he would help me with the calculus homework and you know sometimes you know give me give me a, a few answers here and there but so the inception of my friendship with Demetrius was math and Saeed has a funny story about a math teacher too but that's for another time oh oh, yeah. oh dang <laughs> yeah. but yeesh but so so the, Got the sent start to the back of the bus essentially I was just about that <laughs> oh that's true it's so oh, rough man uh, there was the a start- silence in the class. I remember, <laughs> dude. And that was when I didn't, I didn't know either of you guys too, because we were all three technically in that class. Yeah, that was that was the craziest <laughs> part. So, so the inception of this list is math, and the inception of our friendship is math. So we have made this list as scientific as possible when it comes to our top twenty-five anime of all time, and I think. Saeed, you and I have talked about it. Demetrius, you've talked about it with all of us too. It's important to note that right off the bat, the top 25 anime of all time does not mean it's the top 25 best anime of all time to us. So the ones that we prefer to watch. Yeah. And this list is not our personal top 25s. So there are a lot of series on here that would probably rank significantly higher on our own lists or might not even be on our own lists, right? Correct. So... Just keep in mind, we use this proprietary math equation on top of our own scores based off of research that we did leading up to this in order to come up with this list of top 25. But before we actually get into the list of top 25, we're going to start with five honorable mentions. The other five, these aren't in any order at all, but we're going to give reasons why we want them to be honorable mentions. And um, the next five will be at the start of next week's episode. So look forward to that. And I'll start by going with one of them, and we'll all just kind of comment <coughs> on these. Uh, the first honorable mention that we want to have that was omitted from IGN's list, it wasn't mentioned on IGN's list, and maybe sometimes we'll mention when something on here wasn't on IGN's list, but the first honorable mention we have is Ashta no Joe, which, Saeed, you actually kind of thought up, right? Yeah, last second, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was... I'd it never was kind heard of, of it. Yeah, it was kind of a last second addition, um... To, to this list and pretty much Ashta no Joe was the I don't want to say the start but it's probably the grandfather of sports. definitely definitely boxing series but sports manga yeah. and anime in general um, I have experience reading the manga and watching the anime but like many things I think there are sports series that maybe did it a little bit better and have a little bit more of an impact across the board than just you know, kind of influencing a genre, but it would be remiss to not include what might be the the godfather of all sports series on this list. It's a heartfelt story. The anime is kind of old, but it still holds up a little bit. And they actually did kind of try to do a retelling of the story for the anniversary. I forget what year anniversary it is, because this is an old series um, called Megalobox that's getting a second season. Which, you know, it was it was all right. Demetrius, you and I have watched it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the was, ending was the best part. The ending theme was the best oh, part it was of so Megalobox. Um, 
but yeah, it was it was all right. But Ashino Joe, just for the the influence, maybe the anime doesn't hold up as much. The manga is still good, but um, the influence it's had in the industry, it deserves to be this honorable mention. Um, not quite like some of the other sports series we're going to talk about, but it deserves to be here. So Demetrius, I'll throw it, I'll throw it to you for the next honorable mention here. You can't go in anime without hearing a little bit about a little thing called Samurai Champloo. It's mm-hmm. another one of Watanabe's works. Um, he also did Cowboy Bebop, which we'll probably talk about later. But this was the show that really blended like East and West. So Eastern feudal Japan with Western hip hop culture. And you get a whole bunch of samurai and hip hop at the same time. The soundtrack so everybody by loves, Nujabis. Yeah, the soundtrack? Ooh. Nujabis. I'm sure you've heard of that guy. If you haven't, look him up. There's a lot of good music that's very hip-hop and soul jazz influenced really good stuff really good series and it's just an episodic good time mm-hmm. 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 I, I, and i think uh, i think we can agree to before we throw it to saeed for the next honorable mention that demetrius this is the first example of one that would be on our personal lists but isn't on the actual numbered list oh yeah true 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 mm-hmm Go ahead, Saeed. So this was on IGN's list, but didn't make our list. It is Double Man. Not just Double Man Crybaby. We we went, again, for this list, basically the franchises. But uh, Double Man had a huge impact manga-wise and uh, anime-wise for the new generation and all that. But the main reason we decided to put it on an honorable mention instead of putting it on our top 25 is... We feel like it influenced more so the authors of the generation after Double Man, comparatively to actual culture, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right, like it was a inspirational work that people look to. Right. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of basis for a lot of the fan favorites like Berserk and stuff take influence from Double Man. Mm-hmm. Again, I think what so, kind of like Ashino especially Joe, a example, darker story. Ooh, the yeah, De- Devil Man, especially if you haven't seen Crybaby, is super dark. But yeah, I think it's like Ashtono Joe where it, it's not as good, maybe, um, or not as widely celebrated as some of what it inspired, but it deserves to be there because it inspired that. Right. Mm-hmm. Demetrius, you want to hit the next one? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about uh, a little show called My Hero Academia. So the reason it's an honorable mention, uh, for one, it's not finished, even though... As it goes and as it gets closer to completion, it might eventually elevate to be in the top 25 of all time. However, right now it's not done. Even with its popularity, there's still a lot of room for it to grow and what it can become. Um, but a lot of people that are in anime, a lot of people that aren't in anime might have seen the main character, seen some of the fights, seen how impactful All Might is, and everyone... I think around the world loves the story of a hero and an underdog. So that is, you know, for a lot of those reasons, besides the quirks, the good fights and character development, uh, that my hero academia deserves honorable mention. And like I said, it could eventually graduate it'll, it'll to be probably, top 25. Uh, it'll probably evolve over time. It's just a little too soon. Uh, the cliche anime line is a hundred years too soon for <laughs> my hero to be. <laughs> yeah. hundred years too soon for you to dogs. beat me. Yeah. Yeah. That type yeah. of thing. It'll get it'll, there. I, it'll I, definitely I graduate. 
it is important to say too because demetrius brought up the it's not finished aspect that doesn't for future series that might pop up on this list that itself doesn't disqualify a series from being on the list right because there are going to be a few that aren't finished that are on these lists. yeah we'll deal with that right, when we get right, there. but but yeah. i think it's important to note that if a series isn't finished the influence that that series has could weigh heavier than the fact that it's not finished and i think you'll see yep. that later on that there are just some that are so long running or some that have inspired so many things that even if they are still going on um they deserve to be on the list and my hero i think kind of like demetrius was saying it's almost like a typical shonen right now so you have to see what happens with it later on when you're talking about the discussion of top 25 of all time mm-hmm. yeah and there's there's like, a whole bunch going on in the manga right now ooh, that i can't so even good. i can't talk to because i don't read the manga i just watch the anime but wes on the other hand could probably tell you about a whole bunch of stuff that is classified right now Mm-hmm. Yeah, my buddy. We have a I have a separate chat with our friend, our all mutual friend Amonit, uh, just talking about my hero. The latest arc is incredible. Uh, but before we get to the top twenty-five, the last honorable mention on here is one that I kind of fought a little bit to get. Uh, it's GTO Great Teacher Onizuka, which would actually be in my top three of all time personally. But I have oh. to admit, I think it's even lucky a little bit to have an honorable mention spot. It is. Uh, it's it's such a great story about a teacher that's just going to help his students, right? He's willing to go out and help his students in this troubled class he has. Young uh, holds teacher. up young teacher, yeah, that's important. <laughs> but um it's part of a larger franchise that centered around the main character before he came a teacher. So I think it's like the last part in it where there's one where he starts off trying to establish this biker gang. There's one where he's established in the biker gang and they go on to do the whole conquered japan thing and then there's one where he's retired and becomes a teacher which is gto so the franchise itself is pretty beloved um the influence it's had i don't think elevates it to a top 25 of all time status it's kind of one of those feel-good anime series where the manga especially in the west doesn't get really a lot of shine at all uh but i think it does it belongs on the top 25 it's kind of in the same or not top 25 top 25 honorable mentions it's kind of in the same vein as golden boy uh which we all watched as a group uh but it's not oh, that safe was for, very wild Let's it's just not not safe for very work wild. like golden boy it's not it's the it's the safe for work version of golden boy uh um, even hey gto probably has some stuff in there too he yeah, only saw like one bit. episode but yo, we don't have there. There's no motorcycle scene or motorcycle. Yeah, you gotta, yo, my gosh! <laughs> In Golden Boy, or from bro, Boy. it was. Hold on, it was the motorcycle scene, and it was the combination of factors of how we were watching it that yep. made it like extremely <laughs> yeah. dangerous. Oh man, if you are if you are old enough, and you don't care about not safe for work stuff, that motorcycle scene was definitely Insane. caught us all off guard. We and, didn't and know. Just what the episode is about, too. That whole thing. Oh, man. That, it's nuts. But anyway, GTO. Uh, study, the manga study, study, is, study, 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 study. Study. The manga is a little more impactful in Japan than it is here. And it doesn't really get as much Western shine, but it's still a great series uh, that goes on. And you'll see, I think for some of these honorable mentions, like there are a couple that are we've kind of leaned a little into biases for, but that's why they're honorable mentions. Now, it's time to move on to the top 25. 
I might have said it in the beginning. I might have not. We're doing 25 through 11, and we're going to jump right in with number 25. Saeed, you want to introduce this? Number 25. Yes, number 25. The first entry, number 25, we have Astro Boy. Astro Boy is basically the godfather of Shonen. It is the progenitor. I think that's the right word. Ooh, we'll progenitor. Yeah, we're using some, we're yeah. using some words here. Yes. It is uh, by Tezuka. I'm not going to tr- uh, attempt his first name again because I'm going to hey, say Osamu. Osama again. Osamu hey, go, Tezuka. Go back and listen to our uh, episode on <laughs> the Shonen series if you really want to learn a lot about Astro Boy. Go to our yes, Anime yes. Academia Shonen genre episode. Right. True. We had to include Astro Boy on this list. There's, it's way too influential not to include it on this list. It, it inspired mm-hmm. everything. It basically inspired in a way manga and anime in general yeah yeah i mean you have like pluto you have astro boy even though the anime i mean what they tried to give it a western movie that i don't know how i felt about that but oh Oh, yeah the anime is super old so it might not hold up as well the manga is still pretty good but like saeed said astro boy inspired everything what you're uh outside of oda Saeed, your favorite mangaka did uh, like a retelling of Astro Boy, right? Right, right, right. Naoki Urasawa did a retelling of Astro Boy in Pluto, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, if you want to get in, if you want if you want a mature aspect of the Astro Boy story, I recommend reading Pluto. It's very, so very, good. Very so good. good. It's short mm-hmm. too. It's nice and short. Isn't it like sixty chapters or something like that? Yeah, it's like eight or nine volumes or something. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. It's incredible. Um. So yeah, Astro Boy, number 25, pretty much purely based off of influence. Um, right. Yeah. Now number, now number 24. Have, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have been on any of our 25s. Yeah, oh, personally. Yeah, personally. Yeah. Um, but number 24, you know what? I'm going to throw this one to, I'm going to throw it to Demetrius a little bit because this one was actually a little contested as to whether or not it should make the list. But two out of three of us selected this uh, series to go on. But I'll throw it to Demetrius. What's number 24 here? Number 24 is Bleach. Yep. Mm-hmm. I said it. Mm-hmm. Bleach made the list of top 25 <laughs> of all time. You yep, can clip yep. that if you want. But anyway, uh, the basic theme behind Bleach is it wasn't as popular in the East as it was in the West. Because as you guys know, if you go back to the Big Three, Big Three episode, Mm-hmm. Bleach is one of those, and it is basically set in Japan. So, for the Japanese, it's kind of like, yeah, this is kind of cool. This is this is all right. Uh, but in the West, it was huge. It was a huge gateway. People screaming Bankai and big <laughs> right. swords. Like you want to talk about influence? There was a lot of it's influence. Influ- yeah, its influence in the West is pretty big, which is why it's on this list. This list is a little. This list is a little more uh, skewed toward. The Western popularity, I guess, yeah. in a way. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So that's with certain why things. we have Bleach. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think and Bleach... the music, bro. Holy. Oh, oh yeah, music's Ooh. fantastic. Can't sleep on the music. And, and just I... based off the pop that people had when the new anime was released, I was just about to talk yeah. about it. Like the Bleach content, the huge hype. Mm-hmm. The Thousand Year Blood War arc. Bleach had been like MIA for forever, and they announced that one thing, and it just came back. And I think that's that alone is a reason it deserves to be on this list. When you can sustain a fan base like that and also be a gateway to so many things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, 
with with bleach at 24 we're moving on and i'll take this one real quick it is good old lupin the third all right so lupin the third it's a manga and anime series the author is actually named monkey punch which always makes me laugh right oh nice um, <laughs> return to monkey <laughs> return to monkey and the manga it's actually a series from it its very first inception started in 1967 so this is another like oh wow pretty this is another very old series similar to how ashita no joe is very old but this series continues to come out with stuff just because of how huge it is and how iconic the characters are i mean they have a CG movie coming out. I think it's called Lupin the Third, the First, that I sent the trailer to you guys for. That is what CG mm-hmm. should look like. Yeah, if CG um, if really CG look like that in most anime, it wouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. So I, just yeah, a, I'd be okay with it. So just a quick premise of Lupin the Third. It's all about uh, Arsene Lupin the Third. He's the grandson of the fictional gentleman thief from I think French literature Arsene Lupin. And he's the world's greatest thief. And the series is pretty much just depending on what series you're watching. Him doing different heists with his squad like Jigen, Goemon, Fujiko Mine, who's your typical femme fatale. All where they're constantly chased by this inspector. His name is Zenigata uh, of Interpol. So it's kind of like a world spanning. Like I think the latest season was in Italy. And they actually premiered the anime first in Italy for the latest season. It's like a world spanning heist series that has spawned crazy amount of movies uh hayao miyazaki of studio ghibli his first movie was a lupin the third movie mm-hmm. um true lupin the third castle of cagliostro uh the manga sells extraordinarily well the de- people debate when you have when you can have debates online and in person over which color jacket was better for lupin because he has his red jacket days he has his blue jacket days he has his green jacket days that's when you know that a series is kind of influential in a certain way. Um, it's inspired a lot of thief kind of heist type of series. Um, a modern one being The Great Pretender, which we can talk about it another time. Um, but yeah, it just it's, here. It, it stays around. It stays around. It's been around since 67 with sustained fan base, sustained numbers, sustained hyped, and new projects almost every other year. <laughs> So when you're talking about influence and when you're talking about a series that just has the general um, quality praise, and longevity. Yeah, quality and longevity hard, yeah. is a good way to put it. Um, Lupin the Third is number 23 here. Uh, Demetrius, you're hyped on number 22 as well. Uh, it was a, this oh, yeah. number 22. By the way, Astro Boy, Bleach, and Lupin the Third were not on IGN's top 25 of all time list. True, but this number true. 22 this next one is. was. So hit it, Demetrius. It was top 10, actually. Yeah, it yeah. was top 10. It Very was. Very top 10. But on our list, it came in at number 22, and that is Hajime no Ippo, <laughs> which is what I would call my favorite sports anime, only because I have, I'm have i still getting into them. Um, but it's a boxing anime. I think it actually started somewhere in the 80s or 90s. It's pretty It's pretty old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the anime chapter, itself. It's, still, it's ongoing, too. Oh, yeah, it's like over a 1,000 chapters. It might be um, in the 1300s yep. for chapters, actually. Yeah, people oh, think wow. One Piece is long. <laughs> Hajime yeah. no Ippo. Yeah, it's, it's on another level. But really, Hajime no Ippo stands out among the rest 
mainly for the fact that it has such an interesting cast of characters. Of course, it focuses on Ippo, who is the son of a fisherman who is really bulky and strong, but he's also getting bullied. So you have an underdog story uh, and really his journey to becoming a stronger, not even just a stronger person, but like a stronger character searching for the answer of what strength is while really building up his strength mental strength great characters is really funny i didn't expect oh, yeah. that going in it's it's hilarious and it's again takamura the goat really criminal that you can't find the original 80-ish episodes on most streaming sites yeah they just have what is it called official. rising yeah they have rising and they have the other like the third season <clears throat> but it's it's really good um, it has some of the most, the most hype moments that you will ever see in any anime, and I will stick to that, and we can argue day in and day out, but you will find it on a lot of lists That's the on thing. YouTube that find, a like, lot of scenes. Most, yeah. I was just going to say, like, a lot of sports anime and manga in general get, like, the most hype for some reason. Like, they have scenes and moments that are just so hype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think it can take stuff that we're familiar with, like Shield 21 in football. Or Haikyuu in volleyball, or Prince of Tennis in tennis, right? Like, concepts you're familiar with, and Hajime no Ippo for boxing. And add that anime flair and elevate it to make it just a little bit past what we what you'd probably see in real life, but you intrinsically mm-hmm. understand what's going on, and you just see it in such a different way. Oh, it's yeah. like when you get invested into a sports team, it's like you're watching a sports team, and when your sports team is winning and we're coming back from being down, you get hyped. So it's kind of like that, too. Yeah, there's no other mm-hmm. adrenaline like it. Yep, and I think but we yeah. said it. I think we said it on the IGN list. Hajime no Ippo is probably tied at number one for greatest sports series of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the other one is, you guys will have to wait to find out. And what put the other one over Hajime no Ippo, you guys will have to wait to find out. Mm-hmm. But moving on to twenty one, and this is something all three of us can kind of discuss. I believe this was an honorable mention on the IGN list, but number twenty one is Pokemon. Now remember, we're talking about pokemon as a franchise which on this list is kind of different amongst all the franchises right because we talked we talked about like devil man as a franchise right but pokemon while it has its anime also has the video games and the trading cards and the plushes and the clothes the entire merchandising around pokemon um but i think it is on here because first of all i believe the first two movies at the time they came out what pokemon the first movie and pokemon 2000 were like those were massive they were the number one like non-us animated movies in the u.s um time magazine covered the pokemon craze from the trading cards to the games to the series and we haven't spoken really about the anime series besides the movies in these last few seconds but kids probably are watching pokemon not realizing they're watching anime it's probably a lot of right. people's first yeah. anime series. That was their first sure. exposure. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yep. people in our generation, their first introduction to anime is probably Pokemon. Mhm. Yeah. And so, you didn't know if you want to talk, if you want to talk gateway anime, we talked about My Hero being a gateway anime. Pokemon probably still is a huge gateway anime. Mhm. Oh yeah, um, big time. I still stand by those early seasons. I still love watching them. Oh yeah. Oh, Indigo, yeah. Orange Islands, Pokemon Johto. 
Yep, yep, Turn yep. my frying pan into a drying pan. Oh, dude, yes. Yo, four kids dub the four kids Pokemon stuff wasn't terrible. I um, like it. Yeah, yeah, it was actually 100%. pretty, uh, pretty good. The Brock with his jelly donuts that were just rice balls. Yeah. <laughs> Brock was Sanji, basically. They're, they're, they're very similar characters. Oh, you're yeah. not wrong. Womenizer or obsessed with women. Very similar characters. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, so as a franchise, Pokemon definitely, I think, what did we say when we were talking about it on IGN's list? It's the most profitable video game franchise of all time. Yep. But that shouldn't undermine the impact the anime has had. Yeah. I mean, yep. as a multimedia platform, look what other companies tried to rise up to the Pokemon level, like Yokai Watch, that had their own anime and their own games and their own merchandise, and that just fell to the wayside because Pokemon is such a juggernaut. Post People Malone, is, Post Malone is performing. Watch? He's yeah, performing Yo-Kai... this year with the Pokemon celebration. Yep. It's huge. Oh, yeah. Post Malone, baby. I think February 27th. Wasn't Yokai Watch like chipping into the Pokemon market for a little bit, but it just couldn't last as long? Yeah, it couldn't sustain. Probably couldn't sustain, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was huge for a bit, but then, hey, we talk about with Disney how that mouse must feed. Pikachu is technically an electric rodent, man, so the mouse has to feed. You can't keep keep the mouse down. Nope. The anime, the impact, the cultural impact Pokemon has had is gigantic. People still flock to the movies. People still get hyped over the anime. When Ash, spoiler alert, won the Alola League, the internet blew up that Ash finally won a league. Yeah, everybody was like, finally. Mm-hmm. And that's not games. Like that one that's not cards. SpongeBob. That's the anime. So, mm-hmm. Pokemon at number 21. Uh, oh, and then when tw- Pikachu started talking oh, at it, was a Pikachu? Oh, yeah. Remember that movie, the clip of the movie? Oh, Everyone yeah. was like, what the, what the hell? Yo, yeah. we see. <laughs> Yeah, that clip and all the Reggie Gigas uh, cry. Reggie cry. Yo. And Guzzlord now, too. Oh, yeah, where he's just screaming. Yo, who was the one, uh, who was that one black politician that was trying to become president and he quoted, like, Pokemon 2000? Was it Ben Carson? Yeah, it was Ben Carson. He, like, quoted the the song from Pokemon (laughs) 2000. Brother, my brother, was it that one, or was it? Oh uh, no, actual, that was like, from the first intro one. Song. That one's from the first one. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. It was some like thing about unity from Pokemon 2000. But I digress. Ah. Pokemon's a franchise is up here at 21. Uh, at number 20, Saeed. I'll actually throw this one to you because while all three of us like this, you own this entire manga series. That's true. Yes, the next uh, installment in our list is Rurouni Kenshin. It's a very, mm-hmm. it's a fantastic series, manga especially anime too and live action movie adaptation as i've heard mm-hmm. from wes oh yeah it almost hit everything nail on the head but it's, it's it was pretty influential it uh i don't know if people know this but oda the author of one piece was an assistant to rurouni kenshin yeah which is pretty cool too but yeah uh-huh. the it's a it's a very good series some of my best like favorite panels in manga history are from rurouni kenshin there's one specific one I always think about when I think of Rurouni Kenshin was pretty impactful. I know that the mangaka is a little is, is sus. It's not even a little yeah, sus. It's very, it's very yeah. sus. <laughs> yeah. Very sus. But he might I'm like girls a little too young, the, maybe. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. separate the author Allegedly. from the work. 
Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. Rurouni Kenshin, fantastic series. Beautiful I don't historic spoil fiction. Nothing. Historic yep. fiction, yes. And Demetrius, you want Kenshin. to touch on the anime a little bit? Because Saeed hit the manga part of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was so gonna, the, I was the anime. What, uh, the thing. anime I was is. Gonna... Oh, go ahead, Saeed. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Saeed. Go ahead, Saeed. <laughs> Do your thing, say, Saeed. Kenshin is one of the greatest uh, shonen protagonists, in my opinion. Oh, period. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. 100%. It's very unorthodox because he's a 28 year old shonen protagonist, which you don't see that often. It's pretty old mm-hmm. for I mean, a shonen protagonist. Which I mean, side yep. note, he's 28, and look at how old Kaoru was, and then think yeah, about she was the 14. A- allegedly yeah, 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 with yeah, yeah, the yeah. author. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but anyways, Demetrius, you want to hit the anime on it? Yeah. So the anime was really big, especially because it came out on Toonami. So mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. Western kid in the U.S., you're gonna see this pretty much every Saturday night come on with its English uh, dubbed intro. And all of these really cool characters, but it's a historical fiction set in the Meiji area or Meiji era of Japan. And the big thing that makes Kenshin stand out, just like Saeed was saying, is he's older, but he's also trying to reform his ways. So he he wasn't <clears throat> the better way to put it is he wasn't just the always do gooder. He really right. went down a really dark mm-hmm. and terrible path and he's trying to reform his ways even though there's a lot of people from his past coming up saying nah you can never change right great character writing in the in the series in general one of the best villains in shonen too in makoto oh, shishio yes. makoto shishio but tosai the manslayer yep mm-hmm. the goat, the goat. yeah it definitely it was one of the early um or at least when it comes to modern standards of anime and manga one of the early ones to really pioneer sword fighting uh, yep. and in a realistic way, not superpowers or, you know, bankais or different elemental dances and stuff. It was straight up sword fighting. With the reverse and, blade sword. Yep. And man, so from a popularity standpoint, Roni Kenshin was and still is huge. They always like visit uh, different arcs and redo them or re-release them. Uh, from an influence standpoint, huge on really bringing sword fighting aspects into the mainstream as well as the story beats demetrius hit on uh to younger audiences that you can see modern series kind of try to incorporate so roroni tension influenced one piece too so that's a that's a big thing for me personally oh and also english dub english dub is he uh, incredible on it gold incredible english dub um so with that roroni kenshin 20 we move on to number 19 and at number 19, again, another series that all three of us enjoy that would probably be significantly higher oh, yeah. on this list yeah. mm-hmm. uh, if it was our personal lists. Number 19, we have Gintama. I have Gintama listed as a franchise on our list just because Gintama has so many seasons or so many different releases of it that are all named something different yep. on my anime list. So we're not Typical picking Sirachi. like... Yep, typical Sorachi, bro. The, the dude returned to monkey, the gorilla. <laughs> oh, true. Um, <laughs> the gorilla mangaka. He is the leader. Uh, but yeah, so there's like Gintama, Gintama Dash, Gintama Enchosen. But if you read the manga, it's all just Gintama. Um, so we're we're treating the anime as if it's a continuous thing because it really is a continuous story. So Gintama is pretty much um, set in a world where you have traditional Japanese culture mixing I with think it's, I think it's different aliens. Period. 
yeah, the Edo period, uh, mixing with aliens and technology and stuff in very comedic ways. The main it's so cast, funny. it's the main cast. Funny. Um, oh, one of the funniest series ever because they do they run something called the Eurozia, which is like a um, odd jobs. Trades. Yeah, yeah, odd jobs, jack of all trades, uh, business. So they get into so many different uh, hijinks across different arcs with different aliens or different characters again similar to Aroni kenshin uh coming from the pasts of the main characters uh as they try to low-key reform some things because there is a running story thread throughout in fact i think gintama probably does the best job and demetrius you'll 100 percent agree with me on this one and mm-hmm. saeed too but demetrius you and i've talked about it a lot gintama does maybe one of the best jobs of feeling very irreverent and funny and comedy based but then working in the serious elements throughout so that when you get to the climax of a certain arc and it's all serious, the payoff hits harder than almost anything else out there. Oh yeah. A hundred percent because it's, it's one of the only series that's made me cry laughing and then cry for real. Mm-hmm. Like yep, that's, yep, that's pretty yep. serious. It's really, really good. And it, like you guys said, it would be a lot higher if it was personal lists, but this we're talking about the anime, the manga, the influence where you can see it, what it pulls from. And it does a lot of things in terms of parody from other anime that also mm-hmm. has got it some attention for sure. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I, it's I'll done something. It, d- it did something that not I don't think any other series has done. But some of the episodes kind of can't come off as fillery or like just to fill in the gaps. But even those standalone like little weird arcs are so good because they're so funny. Extremely mm-hmm. funny. It's so entertaining. Even like the fillery type of stuff is when when I try I, to I explain skip. when I try to explain this to people and they're like, "What is Gintama?" I'm like, "Well, if you've never seen anime, it's kind of like a Japanese Family Guy with a ton of anime references, mm-hmm. and it can get super serious with anime fights, and you pretty much have Gintama really watered down, but it's a a little glimpse at what Gintama is." Yeah, and that. In a way, what makes it so great, that parody and everything, is kind of also why it's not maybe a little higher on the list. Because there are even times where we're watching it and we don't get what they're referencing. Yeah, we're lost. Uh, an- Anime-wise. So, it's definitely crazy popular. I mean, it recently came out with a movie, or it's coming out with a movie, um, that if you go see the movie in Japan in theaters, you get an illustration that Sorachi, the mangaka for Gintama, made of demon slayer characters because demon slayer is like the hot thing right now so he's a troll but it's widely beloved um it's frequently on top lists of all times i believe it's on um it a lot of the seasons populate the top 25 of all time uh rated series on myanimelist.net and i think maybe one of them is in top five so Quality is there. Jokes are there. Uh, the references and the, the influence not only too. it gives all yeah. the characters. But the characters are fantastic. Like the entire cast. It's a big cast. And they're all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something mm-hmm. to like about all of them. Especially There's the a little cast. something for everyone. Yep. Yeah. And some of, the, some of the series that we've already mentioned on this list, it has parodied in the show if you're able to see it. And they'll call it out. I'm pretty sure it's parodied everything on this list and in an honorable mention somewhere. Yeah, oh, pretty much. 100%. 100%. 
Um, so Gintama on the list at 19 is kind of a ma- an amalgamation of everything that came before it and a lot of the stuff that came after it. So it is anime in a nutshell, for better or for worse. But I'm going to throw it real quick back to Demetrius for the number 18 slot on our list. Smile Bomb, baby. Yu Yu Hakusho. What a song. Number 18. And let me just say that I've already given this series a ton of praise. If you haven't heard it, then you obviously are not caught up in episodes, so you should probably go back and listen to those. But... Mm-hmm. This story is about Yusuke Urameshi and really his journey to becoming Earth's spirit detective. Uh, there's not a lot I can say without spoiling literally the first episode, uh, but but it's a really good story about... I'm actually re-watching it now, if you guys didn't know that. Um, Ooh, but yep. it's it's a story really about a kid who doesn't have a lot in terms of, of friends and people that care about him and literally growing into a young adult where he has a whole bunch of people that he wants to protect and care for. So there's a un, there's an underlying maturity to Yu Hawk show that I personally love. Um, but it has a lot of great characters. Some, Some of, of the, the best, best villains. villains. Yep, 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 yep. A, a mind meld. Mind Some meld of the, for sure. <laughs> Some Psychic of the types. best villains in all of shonen history hands down sensui and toguro amazing yep. both of them younger toguro yeah yeah younger toguro good point good point <laughs> um and you know it has a lot of how do i put this the music is iconic it came out in like the 90s so i yeah, mean there's yeah. there's there's a lot of animation things that you might see that are like eh but most of it holds up really well uh, I own it all on DVD or not DVD, Blu-ray, and it's just amazing. I don't know. There's there's a lot of things I could gush about, but it's so good, amazing. Yep. It it springboarded the uh, mangaka. It acted as a springboard for this mangaka to really break into the industry and come Togashi. up with. Yep, another which you can listen to our Togashi special episodes if you want in-depth looks at Yu Hakusho and his other works. But it really springboarded him into the limelight uh going into his other work again another anime series that was on toonami um that helped usher in anime to the west with an incredible english dub again yeah oh yeah and it's, w- again golden mm-hmm. and when i say incredible english dub remember everybody i only watch anime subbed <laughs> so if i'm saying an english dub is good an english dub is good um it it influence so it's widely beloved of course as we said but it also influenced further more spiritual based series that came out i mean like bleach, bleach. yeah yep, bleach like was bleach. He, was admitted admittedly influenced by yu Show, among other things like saint seiya which thinking back on it maybe saint seiya should have been in the honorable mentions list spoiler it's not but maybe it should have been <laughs> um but yeah yu Show, i think it was higher on the ign list i think it was number but, eight uh yeah, it deserves to be. It deserves to be here. Um, it doesn't have as wide an influence or as strong a staying power as a couple other series, which knocked it down. But um, again, this is top twenty-five of all time, so you know this series is going to be a classic. Number seventeen, moving on from Yu Yu Hakusho, probably has my favorite live-action adaptation. Our favorite live-action adaptation of all time, 
on Netflix. Bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, oh what? my gosh. <laughs> this isn't Dragon Ball. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, this is a Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball evolution. <laughs> what? Which look out for the Dragon Ball evolution episode coming in the near future because that was great. Oh um, my gosh. But so yo, if you couldn't tell, we're talking about Death Note. Uh don't watch which the was Netflix not on adaptation. IGN's list, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Which is crazy because mm-hmm. of how big it is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in the West, the influence was insane. Yeah, Death Note uh, it is very, very light on the spoilers here. Death Note is about this <laughs> very dude. Very light. <laughs> His name is... Oh, very light on the spoilers. It's about this dude. His name is Light. Turner. I mean, Yagami. Um, and he gets this thing called the Death Note. And he gets the ability to see these things called Shinigami. And he can pretty much just write people's names in this Death Note if he knows their name and their face. And they'll die the way that he wrote them to die. So he kind of becomes this alter ego named Kira... And he goes around trying to impart his own justice on the world. Uh, it's a very interesting series. For me personally, it kind of fell off a little bit in the second half because of a certain thing that happens. But Yeah, um, I could agree. Yep. It was. It's on this list, I think, because A, the anime adaptation is very good. With the Fantastic. English dub, again, being solid. Really um, good. I've seen both. But, I've seen a oh, pattern. Yeah. Madhouse does good at English uh, dubs somehow. They, they very, oh. well, very well do. Um, Interesting. But Death Note, for people that don't know, there are different demographics in anime. Pretty much determined by the magazine you're in. You can go back and listen to our demographics episodes on the four of them. It's Shonen, Shoujo, Seinen, and Jose. Jose, yep. Um, Death Note was in Shonen Jump, which makes it a Shonen series, which inherently means it's aimed at younger kids. However, Death Note does not very much come across as a shonen series. Typically a shonen series is maybe an underdog or some someone that's beaten down that's rising up through the ranks that's easy to cheer for. But here you have an incredibly smart and incredibly intellectual main character who is using something a, a tool that allows him to make his ideals what are influencing the world. It's a very different style of story. Yeah. And it's maybe, I mean, early Shonen Jump had some, like, very kind of gruesome or tough stories, right? But there was never anything like this in Shonen Jump that yeah. w- told this kind of story. And you can see its influences in stuff like Promise Neverland that came out or mm-hmm. recently, a, not so much Phantom Seer, but just the content and the, the darkness of the series. It really opened up shonen anime and manga to a world where authors realize that these kids didn't they they wouldn't just want to read like battle series and that type of stuff right yeah it's like an intellectual fight that was different with death note yeah one of the Mm -hmm. greatest cat mouse chase stories out there a hundred percent in general uh not just without death note in fiction oh yeah without death note you don't have almost that mold breaking of shonen anime uh, and shonen manga. Yeah, and, and especially, again, especially because <laughs> the fact that the your protagonist is actually the villain, yep. and your antagonist is actually the hero. Yeah, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And again, it, it incorporates people from all over the world, right? Uh, mm-hmm. On this on this kind of journey, this cat and mouse chase, as Saeed said. So. 
when you have something that influences the landscape of a demographic that much that opens the door to brand new storytelling methods or storytelling methods that people weren't really maybe confident in putting out there and it has a great anime series because of course it's top 25 anime of all time that also has a great english dub and that sustained a fan base i mean when they came out with the one shot for the anniversary the one shot manga people went crazy oh yeah people were talking about that so, oh, yo, Donald Trump was in it, bro. Yeah, he, <laughs> was. Was. he was. He was. He was. That had some good memes. That had some good memes. Um, but when you when you can have all those factors combined, it's criminal to not have Death Note on this, right? One of the yeah. most influential uh, shonen series of its time. The fact that it wasn't on the IGN list. We're not trying to hate on you, IGN, because this was a very hard list to put together. But... Oh yeah, shocked. Oh yeah, shocked. Res- that respect it wasn't to there. doing it in the first place, but mm-hmm. um, so it was a little surprised you missed this one. Yeah, so Death Note at seventeen, but even though Saeed, we haven't. I'll, I'll Saeed, I'll let you go into number fifteen, but you, you and I and a few of our other friends had a hand in getting Demetrius what our number sixteen series is as a wedding oh, gift. Yes. So Demetrius, do you want to talk about number sixteen real quick? That also wasn't on the IGN list, by the way. Oh, true, true. Uh, so, number 16 is Gurren Lagan. Full name is Tengen Tapa Gurren Lagan. Um, these goons managed to, se- managed to secure the Aniplex Blu-ray. I think it, I don't think it was the collector's edition, but it was like a limited yeah, it edition. Was a, it was, oh, it was the collector's edition, my friend. Oh, okay. Collector's edition Gurren Lagan. From Aniplex, Blu-ray, the whole series that's t- like I think it's retails around like three hundred. It was it's it's a lot. It's it's pretty. Yeah, Aniplex, Aniplex is mean. Yeah. Aniplex yeah, will Aniplex, just destroy Aniplex your, hurts wallet. your wallet. <laughs> but they got this for for me on uh, one of my wedding gifts, and it was it was definitely one of the best ones that I got. So Shout definitely out. thankful yeah. for the boys. Um, but again, Gurren Lagan is one of those series that really shaped the mid-2000s when it came out. Um, it's, again, really good shonen underdog story about this kid named Simon, and he lives in an underground world where the surface has been taken over by these beast men things um, and about his, his big older brother figure that really defined, and I think you guys can agree, really defined what kind of showed what a man is could be like what a man really like what it means to dream what it means to push forward what it means to break your limits dare Uh, i say one of the greatest anime characters of all time for sure for sure for easy Mm -hmm. one of the most easy top 10 motivational animes in general yeah when 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 your motto is break your limits and like do the impossible and they show that in the show, the inspiration that it gave me It's the was original incredible. plus ultra. It's the original plus ultra. It is. True. It is the original plus ultra. Yep. And I, I, I agree. And Studio Trigger did an amazing job with the animation. Well, the Gynax. Voice acting Gynax and, yeah. back in the day. Oh, Gynax. Oh, sorry. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. My Before bad. they switched. Before they switched. It's good. Before they switched and made uh, Kill a Kill. But, you know. Which was on the IGN list which, above yeah. this. We're we're on the other side, so, so we, we prefer Grin Lagan. But it, it's it's 
really just a story of just keep going no matter how thing no matter how bad things look keep going the underlying maturity through all of the great music in the show whether you watch it in english or japanese is undisputed undisputed mm-hmm. and of course it yeah, it's, seeing... it's it's a mecca kind of and that's one of the things that i personally wasn't going to watch it for um but it is really more about like fighting spirit and the what is it spiral power the yeah, spiral, spiral power, power or fighting spirit behind all the mechas so it's sticking to your so good uh, sticking to your morals sticking to your ideals uh mm-hmm. believing in yourself because i mean this series is also one of the rare series that follows a main character throughout his entire life yeah mm-hmm. so you see you see the world change around our main character as he ages and like dimitri said just inspirational i mean it took a lot of inspiration from other series like Gunbuster and Diebuster before it that Gainax did in some posing and some themes but Gurren Lagann has cemented itself even if it didn't get things like the crossed arm pose the who the hell do you think I am pose oh yeah uh, it cemented itself as kind of the origins of those and you look at other series that have made top 25 lists like Kill la Kill um, and even one of Trigger's more recent works uh, Little Witch Academia that draw heavy inspiration in certain anime scenes or certain character designs or character roles from the the prototype set out by Gurren Lagann. Yep, and the um, story itself is very... I would say the story did a very risky thing early on, but it was a big payoff if you keep going. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was an emotional journey that kind of took the prototypical mecha anime series approach and I don't want to say turned it on its head, but showed people what else it could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, of course, again, anniversary collector's edition Blu-rays selling out like crazy, figures selling out like crazy, a constant flow of merchandise that just shows a continued interest in the franchise. Um, easy reason it's at 16. Now, Saeed, number 15 yes. is all you, my friend. <laughs> yes, Number 15 is Berserk. I know we've talked about Berserk a lot throughout these episodes on the podcast, but Berserk had to be on this list. It not only influenced its own country of Japan in its pop culture, but it branched out and influenced pretty big franchises out in the West. Mm-hmm. In uh, the Dark Souls, if you guys are fans of Dark Souls, I think I've brought this up before, bit a lot mm-hmm. of inspiration from Berserk. A lot. It's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of ridiculous when I first got into Dark Souls and saw what it took from Berserk. It's pretty interesting. The uh, Berserk, one of the greatest, arguably the greatest manga of all time. Anime. I'm when I talk anime, I'm talking about the original anime adaptation. The nineties one. Yeah, the nineties one. We watched it as a group. Yeah, it was pretty good. The, Sean Shemmel. The, Sean Shemmel. Sean Shemmel. Sean Shemmel everywhere. Count. Sean Schimmel acknowledged me on Twitter because of it, which was pretty wild. <laughs> but um, one of the craziest cliffhangers to an anime. It was kind of, it was insane. It was kind of messed up, to be honest. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the ending we, the we OG all, series. We've Oof. all we've all read it, but I'm I'm trying to think if we watched it without knowing what happened. 
and didn't know the anime or uh, the manga existed and just saw that ending, we'd be like, what the hell? Yeah, and the ending credit song after that would be like, what? Yeah. What? Oh, and the opening song too, though. The opening oh, song. Yeah. Tell, me, Tell why. me why. Tell me why. Very, very on that unique. Cliffhanger. One of the most unique OSTs I've ever heard. Ever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Forces? Yeah. The songs, bro? The guts, the, the, guts, the guts theme is probably my favorite OST of all time. Not yep. even close. Not yep. even close. It's such, you, it's such a unique sound. Yeah, and you want to talk about influence, especially in like internet culture these days. Guts theme is everywhere. Oh, it's oh, such yeah. a good meme. It's a great meme. Guts as a character. Mm-hmm. Okay, getting into the characters. What, some of the most iconic characters of all time in Guts being the protagonist and one of the arguably the greatest villain of all time in Griffith. Kind of spoiler. Yep. But but he did nothing wrong. Yes, well, I you need. kind of figured out pretty damn early <laughs> who the villain is actually. <laughs> which is one of the gripes I have. <laughs> oh yeah, Griffith did nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Fantastic characters, fantastic writing. The art, insane. Oh yeah. Some of the I think, best art. I think Berserk actually has the best art that I've seen in a manga. It is definitely up there. Especially, I, especially in like the mid, I'd say before Miura went digital, it was like crazy. Yeah, the yeah. digital manga trend kind of, it changed a little thing, but it still looks really good. Yeah, yeah. One of the mangas I'd say that competes with it art-wise, different style, is Vagabond. Oh yeah, hey, Vagabond we'll, we'll talk about We'll talk about that mangaka a little bit later though. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about, for me... for Berserk. Read Berserk, I think for me, people. Oh, yeah, read Berserk, but uh, this is an anime list, and I think for me, Berserk would have been higher if not for the unfortunate ending to the original anime adaptation, because the original anime, anime adaptation was great uh, outside of that ending, and the unfortunate 2016-17-I think 18 anime Clang. series that came out, the all-CG ones. Yeah, um, the only reason it's so low is because the anime... It, if you take an average of all the animes that Berserk's had, it's not that great of an anime. Right. Which is... But you gotta, you gotta think beyond that, though. Because this is a top 25 anime of all time, which we are including kind of franchise stuff. We're not picking and choosing seasons. And even if Berserk was just an anime and didn't have the manga, it's still so influential. Like Saeed mentioned huge selling games in the west from software's which is a japanese company from software's souls series huge in the west right look at the scene in even though they haven't really i don't think they've commented on it but the scene from avengers uh oh Infinity yeah War, the first thing where I thanos of, gets the soul stone yeah straight berserk reference mm-hmm. the eclipse bro guillermo del so, toro is yeah. actually a big berserk or miura fan yep del toro yep. So, Berserk, I'd say Berserk is maybe a controversial pick on this list because the anime itself is very up and down. The movies are good. The three, the Golden Age movies yes. are good, even though they're oh, yeah, those mostly really good. CG. They're really good. So, that's probably close to the best you're going to get anime-wise for it. And they are on Netflix. But this is maybe a controversial pick because the anime series are so up and down. But it deserves to be here because of the influence and how beloved it is. If you just right. watch the if you watch the the original anime, the whole purpose of the original anime was for to help people drive to go read the manga. And I don't think they could have done anything better than 
<laughs> doing what they did to have people that is true really yeah. wanting true. to know what happens next mm-hmm. but as a franchise as an anime series as everything around it it is undeniable that berserk is deserving of a spot on this list but you know what i'm gonna keep it right with saeed as we move on to number 14 as we round up to the last couple here of this episode saeed oh, yeah. number number 14 which was this top it, it was definitely like top, top 10 five. on the IGN, but yeah, it, was it was top five. five on IGN or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the anime adaptation is good, is very good. But, uh, Saeed, you want to hit him with it? Yes, it is Monster. One of my favorite manga or stories or anime of all time. Uh, we talked about it, I think. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Uh, but yeah, Monster by Naoki Urasawa. One of my second favorite manga of all time. Uh, follows the story of Dr. Tenma, cat and mouse chase between him and Johan Liebert, which is ironic. The two arguable best villains for me personally all time are Johan Liebert and Griffith. They flip-flop all the time in my head. and They were back-to-back on this list. Kind of ironic. But yeah, ah. nothing much to say. We covered we covered a lot of Monster last week. But yeah, deservedly mm-hmm. on this list. It, I was a little hesitant putting Monster on this list because I didn't know how influential... It is compared to other series. Just like franchise impact wise. It's not really a big franchise name type of thing. But it's like so well done. Both anime and manga. Stories, characters, everything's so fantastic. I had to put it on the list. Yeah. yeah I, think I, haven't, I, kind of I haven't seen it, oh, but on, I've heard about it. I've definitely heard about it. From you guys yeah, I think and just I, the internet. I think I got to agree when IGN put it on their list. Even though we have it lower than IGN's. They said it's a story unlike anything told in any other anime yes it's um, very unique very unique. and it's interesting because berserk at number 15 was on here more for its influence than for anime quality even though there are good anime projects of it out there monster is definitely on here more for the anime quality than also the influence. done by madhouse fun fact also done by madhouse, yeah, madhouse. A lot of i think this, it has a, a good english dub too or madhouse question yeah mark? the english dub is fantastic i, I watched mm-hmm. it in english yeah so, again, 14 and 15, Berserk and Monster might be a little controversial to some people uh, just because they lean kind of maybe the most out of the end of any series They're in our the top most 25. Niche. Yeah. Yeah, they, they mm-hmm. definitely lean more extremely in one uh, or, or in some of the criteria than others. But right. We didn't, definitely... want to, we didn't want to omit stuff just because of the fran- – we didn't want franchise impact to be the main focus because mm-hmm. the quality of a series is probably – in most people's eyes, the most important thing in these two series' quality are just so high, they couldn't not be on the list. Right. Yep. Uh, so, moving on from Monster at 14, the last three of this episode, uh, I'll throw 13 to you, Demetrius, and then I'll kind of talk about 12 and 11. Uh, oh, our, yeah. our podcast our podcast is named Bebop Banter. Our old blog website that's still kind of up there was called Backlog Bebop. So you can probably guess what number 13 on this series is dear or on this list is dear listeners but demetrius why don't you hit him hit him with what number 13 is do you like jazz well you'll probably Ooh, like yes, cowboy yes, bebop at number 13 who has i mean really this anime has a lot of uh jazz soul and really like different types of music that you wouldn't expect to hear um in a show about like bounty hunters and space travel in an episodic format so of course you have your 
four characters um, really focus around Spike and Jet and Faye Valentine um, and Edward. But eh. so, I mean, you have do you have a pretty interesting cast hey, of characters Ayn. and I'm oh, true. The dog. Did you have a you have an interesting cast of characters? It's more interesting when it's in a episodic format and what they go through, just as bounty hunters trying to live day by day. But the underlying story is is not as big, in my opinion, as it is like compared to the epi- the episodes themselves. Um, some of them hit really hard, and then some of them are kind of just. That also there, um, but it has to make this list because you can't be in the anime subculture without hearing about Cowboy Bebop and it being one of the best anime of all time. And I didn't really understand it until I, until I watched it. And it there's mm-hmm. something there's something different about, um, gosh, what's his name? What's the director of this guy? Was it Watanabe. was it Watanabe? Watanabe. Yeah. Yeah. There's something different about the way Watanabe structures his stories, but no matter which one you're watching, whether it be Samurai Champloo, Cowboy Bebop, or Carolyn Tuesday, there's there's something Yo. different about all of his works in terms of Space music. Dandy, Space Dandy. And Space Dandy. <laughs> yep, yep. But there's 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 he there's there's a lot of character development that really like solidifies um the influence of this show Uh, i'm pretty sure quentin tarantino was inspired a lot by cowboy bebop in terms of like the story and structure i don't quote me on that but i'm pretty sure one of the most influential uh animes for older western audiences as well like you'd be surprised Mm -hmm. how many actors how many writers how many uh movie directors are influenced by cowboy bebop Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost one of the most Western, if not the most Western feeling anime series on this list. Right. Interesting enough, enough that's one reason why I also put Monster on the list. Because it's, it's pretty Western. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very Westernish type story. Yeah. In a Japanese format, yeah. Mm hmm. It's. Demetrius, you brought it up when, um, when we were talking about it on the IGN list, how there was the kind of cut card. That said, like, Cowboy Bebop will come to define its own genre or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there really there really isn't anything like Cowboy Bebop. I mean, love it or hate it, almost every anime fan has seen Cowboy Bebop. Except, except for someone. Except for yeah, someone. Except for yeah. Interesting enough, uh, the only Watanabe series I watched was Space Dandy. But I was watching that weekly. Or whenever it was yo, shout out to Space up. Dandy. Space like Dandy. That. That's the not, only, not I think my that's favorite. the one I haven't seen. <laughs> Not my favorite of the Watanabe ones, but, but the enjoyable. opening is fire. The opening is fire, for sure. Uh, the season one one. But, yeah, Cowboy Bebop, like, if you ask an older anime fan what bang. maybe their first, uh, oh, dude, bang, what maybe their first experience in anime was or what one of their favorite anime series is, uh, Cowboy Bebop's probably going to be on there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because anime was very difficult to come by back in the day. And Cowboy Bebop somehow is able to gain enough of a foothold in the West to really introduce people to a new genre. So that influence, coupled with the quality of its anime, regardless of what you think the of the story, the quality of its English dub. Oh, yeah. Yep. Animation is... Mwah. 
Mamma Mia yep. Pizzeria. Ca- yeah, you can't <laughs> have Magnifique. a list really without Cowboy Bebop. Because remember, top 25 of all time does not necessarily mean best or favorite. It means a list that you can point to when you're trying to tell somebody or define what anime is to somebody. Mm-hmm. So, nothing, Cowboy Bebop nothing quite needs like, uh, to be here. That episode 5, Ballad of Fallen Angels. I'll never forget that Ooh. title. So good. Uh, and that leads us to numbers 12 and 11. And I'll, I'll be talking about a little bit of both of them. Because especially number 11, I fought to have on this list. Um, but... Number 12, well, I didn't really fight. People understand. Number 12, we all kind of agree, belongs on this list. Uh, we talked about Gurren Lagan as a mecha series earlier, uh, a few a few minutes ago, at number 16. Well, number 12 is arguably the mecha series of all time, and that's Mobile Suit Gundam. No question. IGN's list. No question. Yeah, IGN's list had Mobile Suit Gundam 8th MS Team, which is an OVA which means it wasn't a series. Um, I believe 8th MS Team was an OVA. Um, as an honorable mention. And there were, defi- there were definitely, like, there were series, there were mecha series that came before Mobile Suit Gundam that were pretty big, right? But if you think mecha anime nowadays, if you try to picture the prototypical mecha from anime, I would probably say 9 out of 10 people are going to point to a Gundam. Especially the huge one that they built in Japan. Yeah, the one they oh, yeah. just built, the F the F00, the RX78 F00 that's uh in Yokohama, I believe. Uh that is straight up one to one that can fake walk and kneel and move its arms and do individual fingers and lights up and does all that stuff. It's crazy. On top like, of the other two life-size one they have. Like like when you talk about influence and popularity, you don't see a giant, I don't know, anything really in terms of mechas, but you see a giant Gundam. I mean, that just shows how popular Gundam as a series is throughout all of its different, you know, uh, sub-stories. Yeah, because you have... As well. Yeah, it, it is in Ready Player One. The The main dude is like... Or that not the main the dude, but one of the, one that. Of Yo, guys. that was crazy. Oh, yeah. When I saw that... When there's little... Mecha Godzilla. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go fight it, and dives down, and then turns into the RX-78. I personally, as a Gundam fan, would not have selected the RX-78 uh, to do combat with a Mecha Godzilla with. But, hey, that's me. Um, Mobile Suit Gundam is an older series on this, on, on this list. It has gone through many iterations from its various Universal Century timelines, which includes the OG Gundam, Zeta Gundam, Double Zeta Gundam, Char's Counterattack. Um, Unicorn, 8th MS Team, all those, as well as its standalone. So it has it has a main story you can follow, but then it has standalone alternate universe series, some of which were big on Toonami, like G Gundam or Gundam Wing. Um, it has Even the my, more maybe my favorite. Orphans. Oh, Saeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, probably, probably my favorite Gundam series of all time, Double O is a standalone uh, Gundam series. So it has, there. there's straight up Gundam series about kids that make Gundam model kits and then are able to control the Gundam model kits because Gundam is also one of the biggest merchandising companies out there with Gunpla, which are Gundam plastic models, which I also myself love. Um, 
So as an entire franchise, there's probably an anime series out there that can speak to you regardless of what you think about. It has a very strong... Uh, regardless of what series you watch, there's a very strong kind of anti-war sentiment that comes with the stories, mm -hmm. which is interesting for a series about giant robots fighting each other. It's a lot about understanding and trying to find peace through various different means, depending on what you're watching. Um, and it's also one that, again, there was a live-action movie a while ago that was pretty terrible. Hollywood is in talks of doing, I think Sunrise, the company that does the anime, announced they're working with Hollywood to try another live-action one. But when you have a series that is a merchandising giant, similar to how Pokemon is a merchandising giant, but definitely more niche, but also has had decades upon decades, I think they hit their 40th anniversary, uh, decades of anime series that are beloved by the community, and it's just one of the most recognizable franchises out there, um... It definitely deserves to be kind of high on this list. Where do you think uh, Pacific all Rim got all its influence from? Yo, true, oh, yeah. and that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I've seen that like 13 times. Mm -hmm. And did it's you notice that movie. the beasts are called kaiju? That sounds uh, pretty Japanese, mm -hmm. if you ask me. It does. It does. A little bit of Godzilla, Godzilla stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Guillermo del Toro uh, but, did tweet about Pacific Rim, like in a joking way, Pacific Rim universe colliding with this new uh, King Kong Godzilla universe, and you might see a... Pacific Rim, whatever they were called. Fight. A Jaeger. A Jaeger yeah. fight. Yo, the Jaegers, yeah. I'll, which Yo, also there was, seems to draw from another series. Hey, there was, there was a Gundam in Pacific Rim 2. When they go to fight in Japan, they're in front of the Gundam factory. Oh, and right. the one-to-one -one scale unicorn is, the unicorn Gundam is like, just sitting there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, just culturally, Gundam is a phenomenon. Oh, and um, if you're into Megazords, that's where Megazords came from. Yeah, powering oh. like it is. It it's nuts. So Gundam deserves to be on the list, and number eleven is one that I am absolutely in love with. I have speed read because I read a, late night host as well. Probably my favorite late my, night host. Definitely my yo. He collabed. Did you see he that? Did. Did you see I did, he did see this? that. I did. I did. When yep. he went to Japan. Yeah, yeah. He went to Japan because because this uh, for our Western listeners because this did show up. Uh, on Western Shores, uh, under a different name called Case Closed, which I don't want to talk about the English dub because some of the, the names they changed. <laughs> um, oh, we might need to make an episode about that because the Yu-Gi-Oh! ones are kind of wild too. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, what, what did I send? I sent a picture to our group chat, side note, before I say the Japanese name of this series. But like, there would be a character like in the anime, uh, in, the, in the Funimation dub, a character would be named like Yukio Ayashiro. In Japanese, right? Mm -hmm. And this person's name in the English dub is straight up Scott Andros. Yep. <laughs> or, or it would be like Noriko Ayashiro would be Nancy Andros, or Kazushi Nakamichi would be Craig Newberry. Like, bro, come on, what's happening? <laughs> do you just want to insert a, a Craig in the story? Like, why'd you do that? Yep. But um, anyways, I said the English name. It was case closed. The Japanese name of the series is Detective Conan. Um, I, I read a bit of the manga, and I used to watch the anime as a kid. But making this list uh, with how popular this series is, right? And like, there's still a new going. movie coming out. Yeah, also yeah, very it's long. still going. Um, it's still going. The anime adaptation again came to the West, but I recently, in preparation of this list, started rewatching the anime, and I think I like marathon read 400 chapters of the manga. 
Oh wow! Like, oh jeez! Like I got I got super hooked on it in the last two weeks, uh, again because I only ever read like maybe fifty chapters of it, but it's been, um, what is it? It was serialized in nineteen ninety four, so throwback to the start of COVID when we were like, yo, uh, find a series that started in your year and either start like your year of birth and start reading it or watching it. Detective Conan, mark mark the box, but it's about a detective named Shinichi Kudo. He's a high school detective. He uh, is a huge fan of, um, who am I thinking about? Sherlock Holmes and all the other major detectives around the world. But he's also himself in his own right, an extraordinary detective. He helps solve this case in amusement park, sees some sketchy people run away, um, gets attacked by them because he's kind of discovering what's going on, turns into a kid. They turn him into a child using this poison they thought was going to kill him. And... Now he has to go around trying to find these people called, I think they're called like the Black Organization. Mm-hmm. Damn, and he has GT to find these people. Detective Conan. Yo, yep, true. The Black Star Dragon Balls, yep. Uh, so Shinichi Kudo, now uh, under the guise of Edogawa Conan, has to try to find this Black Organization so he can be returned to his body. All the while, no one listens to him because he's a kid, so he has to suggest and help other people or find a way to make it so that other people solve crimes based off his suggestions even going as so far in most episodes or chapters it took me to like about, knocking people out <laughs> it took me about 20 uh, seconds to realize that side was talking about him turning into a kid as yeah. gt stealing it from oh i really God. thought the black star <laughs> dragon balls i was like wait no, a when second. you brought the black star yeah. dragon i was like wait that kind of makes sense too yeah i was like wait hold on but, a second i'm processing but yeah detective conan it's it's been going on since 94 uh, it has an incredible balance of him trying to hide his identity from people around him because he's scared the black organization is going to go after him. Um, plus him solving a lot of these crimes, plus him making it so that he has to like knock somebody out and make it seem like use his voice changer to make it seem like they're solving the case. Um, I love the fact I love how it takes or I love the fact that and how it takes pieces of evidence that can make it so that you can kind of figure out who did a crime and then goes into extreme detail to explain how the crime was done in a way that maybe you couldn't have think you couldn't think of. So I think there's a very good balance in writing there. Um, the characters and, are just funny, all that. Yeah, Demetrius, go ahead, go ahead. And a lot of the cases in the beginning ones are, so of course these are cases, this, these aren't just like, oh, somebody stole this kid's lunch. Like oh, these brutal. are like brutal yeah, yeah, cases. Yeah. Like people get murdered in a hotel room um there's someone who's who's dead but their head is missing or they put it on ice like it, there's some really great like people that kill each other with an assassin that kills people with like piano wire like these are extremely brutal cases mm-hmm. De- detective conan uh it sounded like i was rambling for a little bit just because i got so excited talking about the series it is it has the longevity, which as we'll talk, once we get into kind of our top 10 in the next episode, longevity is a part. It's it's a bonus. It's not a detractor because it shows uh, it shows a, a sustained interest in a series. So it has sustained audience interest. I know people are hyped about the, the new movie. It has a global, um, global audience interest. They put out a trailer for the new movie. 
where the whole trailer switches between languages. So it starts with the main character talking in Japanese, then he starts talking in English, then he starts talking in German, and it's kind of a global uh, trailer there. And if you have a whole um, town named after your series, you're yeah. pretty influential. Yeah, you're pretty big. Like an actual yeah, legit have, town named after the series. Look up uh, Conan O'Brien and Detective Conan, and that is... Oh, so funny. It's hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, it influenced uh, a whole generation of detective or crime series while still finding new ways to innovate itself and stay relevant. Um Again, it's an older series, but it still holds up. The anime is excellent, even though I think the English dub kind of butchers a lot of stuff with name changes, which I think in recent dubs they don't do, but in earlier dubs they kind of messed it up. But yeah, I'm just in love with the series. Um, And on top of me liking the series and thinking it's excellent, it's one of those that has just run for forever and hasn't seen a dip really at all in interest or in influence. So yeah, everybody. This is a chunky we have episode. Reached, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it, it was chunky. We've we've reached the end of part one, being episode being twenty five through eleven. So to run it down real quick, starting back on our lists, everybody, because we're gonna you know we're gonna give you a little update here, uh, keep it fresh in your mind going into the next episode. At number twenty five, we have Astro Boy. At 24, we have Bleach, if you're if you're keeping track at home. Number 23, we have Lupin the Third. 22 is Hajime no Ippo. 21 is Pokemon. 20 is Roroni Kenshin. 19 is Gintama. 18 is Yu Yu Hakusho. 17 is Death Note. 16 is Gurren Lagann. 15 is Berserk. 14 is Monster. 13 is Cowboy Bebop. 12 is Mobile Suit Gundam. And 11 is Detective Conan. On top of that... We hit Ashinojo, Samurai Champloo, Devilman, My Hero Academia, and Great Teacher Onizuka as honorable mentions. If you would like to hear the conclusion to this, please tune in next week where we're going to hit 10 through 1. Some things might surprise you, some things maybe not so much. But just know we had a lot of fun putting this list together. We appreciate all of you guys listening to it. Uh, we look forward to your thoughts. Follow us on at Bebop Banter on Instagram, and you can comment with some of your thoughts or maybe some additions or subtractions you would make. Or if you know, maybe we, maybe if we, yeah, your list, or maybe Ooh, if we yeah. got you interested in a new series that you haven't heard of. But until then, also, we should have done in the beginning, but shout out to IGN for making a top 25 list because making this has made us realize how tough it was to make a top 25 list. So respect, even though we don't agree, respect. Um, oh definitely with all that being said my name was Wes this was Demetrius and Saeed look forward to next week and you guys know what to do to be continued Bebop don't stop peace peace